Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, Tier 1s. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. All right, we're halfway home on a Monday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks so much for being here with us. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, the executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood uh, do-gooder and uh, sports guy as well. Uh, helping the elderly fill up their tanks over the weekend. Proud of you. It was satisfying. It is nice. I, t- I took three carts back on Saturday when I went to the grocery store. Not just my own. I found two more. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I was, I was curious you. because they said we haven't done this in years. And How have you gotten around? That's what I was wondering Maybe they as had well. a grandson or a, a Maybe kids or, were in Or, town I mean, are there still full-service stations around places? So. And they just did, they wanted to do Costco and try it this time? and Or had they just not driven in years and this is the first time they were behind the wheel? And if that was the case, that's kind of terrifying. Well, I but. told you, I dated a girl in college from New Jersey. And I left for a week. I went home for Christmas. And she was staying in South Bend, Indiana. And I said, well, you can have my car while I, I leave. Like, you can drive it around. She didn't have a car. I said, cool. I came back, and it was bone dry. I mean, it was like I lived a – I could throw a rock and hit a gas station, so it was no big deal. She's like, "I there's no gas in your car, which for a minute I thought, well, that's kind of an ungrateful move. Yeah. I give you I my mean, car gotta, for yeah, two you weeks. Leave it, you leave the tank full at least. Fill it up. Yeah. It's standard. It's, I'll fill up Paulie's tank if he drives me to the airport. You know what, Paulie? Drive to the airport, I'll fill up your tank. Here's 40 bucks. That's standard operating procedure. I said, well, oh, okay. And she goes, I, I don't know how to do it. And I said, well, what do you mean you don't know how? In New Jersey, they're not allowed to fill up their own tanks. Everything mm-hmm. is full service. She wouldn't know. Oregon, I think. Yeah. Oregon was like that, like that well. too. Yeah. Yeah. She, wouldn't have, she didn't have Very the foggiest idea of how to fill up a gas tank. So I just, like, I think I had to push it like maybe 50 <sighs> yards over to the gas station to fill it up. Do you ever get one of those that you, you put yes. in the tank and then it, it keeps, keeps clicking Click. and stopping Click. and stopping and it won't, that's when, it won't stick? Oh, I hate that. That's when I go. I go homicidal when that happens. Just then you gotta hold, you gotta it, hold, hold and it, squeeze it the a whole little, time. just a little bit, and then you're worried. Like, am I gonna squeeze it too long? Click, and it's all, all of a sudden, click. it's gonna overflow and spill everywhere. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's a pure, pure nightmare. So, uh, well, Ben is here. He's been. Or doing... you pull up to the pump, and then there's a sign that says "Card Reader doesn't work. You have to go, go inside, inside to pay." Yeah, I hate that. Ben is uh, just out doing good things in the community. He's getting free golf balls sent in here. He's really on one uh, <laughs> right now. And listen, so the winter meetings are, are going on right now in Nashville. Haven't had much FOMO until I saw Sammy selfie. Then I wished, oh God, I wish we were there in the action today, reporting live. 
from the winter meetings. But listen, it is what it is. Sammy's going to do a bang-up job. Uh, he's out there covering it. There's about three voices from the winter meetings I want to hear from, and uh, Sammy's, uh, Sammy's one of them. So Padres need, obviously, starting pitching, yeah. bullpen help. Yep. Outfield, yep. likely, especially if Juan Soto gets traded. First and base, bench depth, maybe. Maybe, although I'm still... I'd be surprised if Jake Cronenworth isn't back there to at least start next season. Potentially. I just don't think there's much of a market. I know there's been second, talk Eggie Rosario. attaching him to a deal, but I, my guess is Hassan Kim and Jake are both back in the Padres lineup in 2024. Well, remember... You need, you got a third baseman in Hassan Kim that's going to be starting at third because Manny Machado is going to be on the shelf, at least fielding-wise. Jake Cronenworth had pretty good numbers when he played second base in limited time. That's really, I think, where he's most comfortable playing. So I think going out and getting a first baseman makes way too much sense for them to actually go out and do it. You need a backup catcher to uh, Luis Camposano. Um, you know, that it, Gary Sanchez probably raised his his price a little bit. I know that Padres Eggie, are interested. Eggie at third. Hassan Kim at short, Jake at second, Xander Bogarts at first. It's way too close to the dugout for him. That's <laughs> uh, what he said. It's way too close. Once he's at first, that means he's, yes, Xander, we're going to bench you for the next nine years. <laughs> Your $280 million contract, you're closer to the dugout, we're not going to play you. We're going to roll with Eggie at third. We'll put Manny back at short, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, you're right there, Xander. You want to just come sit next to us uh, instead of yeah. playing yeah. now? Because you're so close it's to not, the dugout. not going to happen. But uh, I want to hear you know, from the Tier 1s today. We want to hear what, what you think that they should do about Juan Soto. I mean, look, there's so much smoke. It, there's definitely They're definitely talking about him. But Heyman said this morning at the winter meetings, Anyone saying that the Padres don't have leverage, you're insane. The Padres have all the leverage. They absolutely do. If Brian Cashman decides, hey, listen, I'm walking away from the table. You know what A.J. Preller's response is? So? See you later. Good luck next season. The Padres have no leverage in a Jake Cronenworth trade. Correct. Correct. They have a lot of leverage in a Juan Soto trade. No question, man. No question about it. Uh, so we will get to Sammy at 8.35. We'll be talking to him uh, from the winter meetings. We'll get an update on on what the scene is, what it looks like. Um, did you – we were going to do your – we were actually – Ben wanted to tell the story of him helping the elderly in this segment. But he put it in do do this instead, which I, I think I think is good. You Somebody, need to give us an update on your vacation. On my vacation. Yes. Somebody did tweet us, can Ben's do do this today be tomorrow's don't do this? And I thought that's actually a really fantastic <laughs> Pat tweet. himself on the back. So I, as you guys know, my, my missus, my beloved Hannah, wants to go take the kids and go see the what? snow. The snow. The she snow. wants to see the yeah. snow. And we hemmed around it on the air, and I got home, and she had booked a trip to Lake Arrowhead uh, for the day... On the we leave on the twenty second. Be back on Christmas Eve. So, two day trip, easy. Apparently, uh, it's going to be like seventy degrees there at Lake Arrowhead. So, more money well spent by the woods. It's not only me that you know he that spends three hundred dollars on an oil change and stuff. <laughs> Maybe and the the weather forecasters were wrong. Potentially, you get a surprise snowstorm while you're there. Potentially. So we're leaving balmy San Diego to go to balmy Lake Arrowhead. Spend I don't even know because she booked it. I didn't ask. But she's like, look at all these activities. How many so then, days? Two days. Two days. Uh, Friday night, Saturday night, back Sunday. Okay. She was listing all the activities. We're going to go on this hike. There's a train ride. All the stuff that I absolutely loathe, but I'm going to have to just 
smile from ear to ear. Oh, I'm having a great time. Oh, Santa's Village? Yeah, let's go down there. Santa's Workshop. We're going to do all that. It's a full. It's two full days of activities in the heat. Can you convince your boys that you are actually going to the North Pole? I don't think I can because it'll be 70 degrees. And they've seen Elf. They know... You know, they know what, what the North Pole uh, entails. The Elf on the Shelf, Elf on the Shelf is back in our house. It's a huge hit uh, over the weekend. The kids just run out of bed to see it. One of the better holiday bits, I think. We didn't have that uh, back in the 70s. There's no Elf on the Shelf. We just put one in our house this year. You just <laughs> shut your mouth until it's Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. That's what you did. You just grinded it out, and then you got there. I like the Elf on the Shelf. It keeps everyone engaged. We have the um, what are those things? The calendars with the advent, advent calendars. calendars. Yes. All right, so <laughs> we have one of e- one each for the kids. Sweet Angel Bo does not like chocolate, so he opens his. He gives them to me. I eat the advent thing. Hannah found Taylor ripping it's not the best chocolate. It's not. Usually. It's not. But oh, Hannah no. caught Taylor on camera ripping all of his open, not eating them, licking all of the chocolates in there, <laughs> basically like a dog peeing on his. <laughs> On his his spot, <laughs> licking all of the he can't they're wedged in there he yeah. can't get them out so he's he just ah, 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 ah. so the back the back of the chocolate that's not melded in <laughs> he can't he can't pop he hasn't figured out how to pop yeah, them out yet I think she she that. may have it she said you know what I caught this little turd doing what he climbed up here grabbed this started ripping it <laughs> when, when was this that yesterday I believe. Yeah. It was December 3rd, 3rd. so it took two days, two days before, I showed he, him. before he realized, so, oh, I'm going to get a piece of chocolate every no, day. He, instead, he thought, because I showed him on the first day, I popped it out for him and gave it to him, he ate it. We were actually on the second, so I popped out the second one here. Tomorrow we open this one. He doesn't know numbers. They're, they're so small, you can barely see them. He just fo- saw his advent calling oh, us, there's God. chocolate in there. Ripped him open, can't get him out. So he's like, <laughs> trying to eat through the thing, bro. It's such a delight. I mean, it never, it never gets old in my house. Never, never, ever. Uh, it's 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 brilliant. So hopefully she has that footage. Shelly bought one of those gourmet advent calendars, and it's uh, little jellies in each door for each day, like a different flavor of jelly. Makes me feel like I'm Clark Griswold with yeah. a jelly membership of the, of the Jelly of the Month oh, Club, God. except it's oh. the Jelly of the Day Club in the month of December. Tim in the chat says you're raising Augustus Gloop. Yeah, yeah, August, little Augustus Gloop, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to know what we named our... His name's Kiss. Kiss. Bo named him years ago, and our elf is named Kiss, like the band. Oh, God. Kiss. So funny. So, yeah, very, very that good. Sweet, uh, jelly Advent seems to be uh, pretty good. I like different sorts of jams, and we only always have strawberry. A little piece of toast, try it every day. Yeah. With I saw one. Jam. I Thought about getting for my wife an advent calendar for women that had like it was like different skincare stuff in every little box. That's pretty good. It's like three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Never mind. Said, mm, Pass I'm on good. that. I'm good. I, like I was, was, of course, different barbiturates in it. Very <laughs> well behaved like. on my advent calendars. One a day. Could never advent. It would be horrific. It would. It would be horrific to even think of going ahead in time and opening a door that the day hadn't happened. Yeah, like yet. what? What was going to happen? Like to it you? was some like major crime that would send you to prison for years. Federal if you opened, prison. If you opened door thirteen on the twelfth of the month, you, there was no Christmas. Did Santa you ever, was not coming. Did you ever ever go look for your presents at all? 
No, because they weren't in our house. Santa had them. Santa had, but you got gifts from your parents too. Did you ever look for the? Parental? I never did. Never, never, God, never. It was a mission. Was, still don't know where yeah. they were hidden. It was a mission. Every... I'd come home like if they were, if my parents were gone or yeah, something. Work. If I was home from school, I'm, I'm peeling back corners. Carrying of the your, aren't paper, you only punishing yourself by not having the wonderful surprise on Christmas morning? No, you yeah, shake, but when you you're shake 12, one, you're like, oh, that sounds like a jigsaw puzzle. You yeah, throw that one away. I remember finding my dad's stash spot, but it was up in the attic, and we were forbidden to go into the attic. But I did it. And I went up there and found the spot. That's where I first saw the Terminator. And, uh, you know, you look and see if you got the, the Nintendo 64, the Duck Hunt, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, it, I, it did ruin Christmas a little bit. But we keep ours out in the garage. Our kids are pretty good about not going around to see them. Um, but, man, can't wait. Can't wait. Just a few weeks away from, uh, from Christmas. Three weeks today. Three weeks today. Beautiful. Monday Christmas this year. Yeah, Monday Christmas. Yeah, it's fine by me. We're off, so. All right, Sammy's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, if you want, we can talk a little bit about what happened yesterday in the world of football. We don't as have to, well. though. It's fine. I mean, do you have more winter meetings talk? Yeah, we're just, just waiting talk more for baseball. We're waiting for things to happen. If something happens, obviously, we're switching to baseball immediately. For sure. I'm just stalling until Sammy You're gets talking here. Talking about Joe Flacco's debut. 8.35 this morning. That is coming up from Nashville, Tennessee. It's all ahead. Right now, we'll take a quick timeout, come back after a check of traffic with Kelly here, Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Normally, I would say our beloved Ben Higgins would be all in on talking the NFL after spending Friday night at the Jay Paris Happy Hour amongst all the uh, sports folk in town. I, th- I thought you go in, you're hanging out with those guys, they're going to want to talk the NFL, right? Because the NFL leaving was maybe the worst thing that ever happened to, to a lot of the, the people there. I really need to send my apologies to Jay for no showing on Friday night. So, you, did you RSVP? I didn't. I mean, when you're, I feel like when you just get an email invitation, like like an open house, it's one of those. Yeah, show up if you can. But I was, you know, I was, I was kind of torn and undecided. And I finally actually did. Got dressed, got in the car, and headed down to Lucadian. I had to run a couple errands, but I was there. It started at four thirty, and I pulled in around five forty-five, six, and thinking I'll go in and and have have beer and talk to some of the uh, the uh, San Diego media regulars at the holiday happy hour. But I got to the Lucadian where they hosted on Friday, and I pulled into the parking lot, and it was jammed. There was no spots. I could barely even turn around to get back out of the parking lot. Waited a couple minutes to see if anyone pulled out. Not just more people just kept coming in. So then I started driving around the the 101 there in Lucadia looking for street parking. It was nothing. I I went to the other side of the street by the train tracks. Every single spot was filled. I went through the side streets, looped around a couple of times, and just at at some point I got. 
All right, now it's 6.15. I've been doing this for 20 minutes. I haven't found a spot yet. Happy hour is probably going to wrap up here in another 15, 20 minutes or so. I kind of have to cut bait at this point and just go, I tried, I failed, game over, and I just headed back home as Ben, you do a great yeah, job. I missed all the. Missed I, Dave I don't know who. I don't even know who was there. Coach was there. Dave Roberts Buddy was Black, there. Buddy Black, maybe. I don't know. AJ Preller. I, I no, have no I idea a, who showed up. I don't up. know if AJ was there this year. Uh, but I texted Ben that night. I said, "Are you going?" And he said, "I might go over after I shower. Just not sure yet." <laughs> and I wrote this. Probably my best text back. <laughs> Killed me. You're torn. It's who you were, but that's not you now. I get it. <laughs> and he wrote back, "Oh yes." You know me so well. <laughs> I said, I, la- I made myself laugh typing that. Walk in. It's talking about. I mostly Brandon wanted to Sta- go. Brandon because... Staley, does he stay or does he go? <laughs> you know. What's... Jay Paris is a good, is a a good great guy. Dude. He loves his holiday happy hour, and I wanted to, to be there for him. So I, get... I tried, Jay. I really did. You may need a bigger venue next year yeah. than the Lucadian. It has outgrown the Lucadian. Your yeah. holiday happy hour is such a smash hit that you may need a larger events venue to host it in the future because I, I could not find anywhere to park. No, I get it. I get it. I, I didn't go. I would get jumped there, so I chose not to go. Uh, I, w- I did want to talk. There is more Padres news if you want to talk yeah. about it. It's not great news, but our pal Dan Zimborski, we've had him on the show many, many times. I like Dan a lot. Um, I don't. He did, he did his Zips projections uh, for the San Diego Padres uh, for the upcoming season, this season, 2024, right? Next season. The, this season uh, because it's the next one coming. And it's it's not great. It doesn't look good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're back at the point where I go – Who's who's that guy? Right, <laughs> right. We are our whole our, well uh, of the ones that he's done so far. They had the highest total WAR of any team for position players. Okay, and one of the lowest, I think, the third lowest for pitchers. It also includes, uh, you know, someone that may not be here. Right. So if you if Juan Soto ends up getting moved, that's going to skew the that's going to skew the projections. Uh, for the San Diego Padres, but as he but had, you'd also hope that if Juan Soto leaves, that you're adding, adding to the projections in other areas, potentially on pitching, yes, right, and, and balancing out up. a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the idea of why you would trade Juan Soto. Right now, you're very position player heavy. I think the the one that bugged me, and probably you guys as well. There's a couple of 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 parts you look at and go, this can't happen. You got to have more from from your relievers. Is the one that jumped out to me, Ben. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, to thirteen relievers projected at a point seven uh, war. Now relievers Total. don't amass a ton of war I anyway because they don't Thir- pitch that many innings. Thirteen guys to not equal one. The entire staff uh, catching positions a little dicey too. One point eight first base a little dicey. Two point one second base looks pretty good with Kim and Crony. Bogarts and Kim at short looks really good. Uh, four point one Machado Rosario Kim at third. Four point one DH is pretty low. Two point one need a little more from there. Soto five point three in left. Grisham three point oh. It's a stretch in center and Tatis five point three in right field. The starters too really really lacking. Avila with a point eight. Groom with a point two. Who the hell's that? Burgert? Burgert. And Otto. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, Otto and Morihone, point threes. So very, very uh 
Very low projections for the San Diego Padres. I don't think we can expect a whole lot based on how the roster is. is well, if I was today. Dan Zimborski, I would have waited and done the Padres a little bit later. Yeah, I think I'd now probably sit on that. He'll one. update them as, as rosters change. Like and, Glenn Otto. <laughs> but right now, it feels like it's a There's kind a of a pointless in the Padres organization. Name, named Glenn I, I did Otto. not know Glenn Otto. Two ends, but. Right now, it feels almost like a pointless exercise to try to project when you really don't know what the Padres roster is going to look like in 2024. It's it's a blank canvas. It's a starting place. You know, you'd like to see them add some war to the pitching side. It'll yeah. probably cost some of the war on the position player side. You want them to see them, you know, add some de- designated hitter depth, maybe first base where you can, uh, you know, maybe offset the loss a little bit of Juan Soto's war. If you do trade him, you'll never completely offset the loss of Juan Soto. But if you pick up a lot of pitching and sign a couple of guys that can give you a one or two war you know, in the in the lineup, then well, you, you actually could put together a really good balanced roster for next season. Hey, and one of those guys that was mentioned over the weekend was Corbin Burns. The Padres were you know, amongst the team that expressed interest in Corbin Burns. I don't know how... The, I brought up this idea a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know how good the marriage is between the Milwaukee Brewers and Corbin Burns is based on you know last year the... Arb talks and all that. What is it called? Not arb. Uh, yeah, arbitration talks. Yeah, it was not. They, they did to him what they did to Josh Hader, right? Yeah, yep. You know, and soured a relationship with Josh Hader. Maybe the same with Corbin Burns. He's got what a year left. He's got one year left. Yeah, uh, you know, similar situation. Would they be interested in trading him? Don't think they'd be interested in picking up Juan Soto and his you know thirty plus million dollar salary. Correct. But as I as I posited a couple of weeks ago, there's there's a lot of evidence that any quality Juan Soto trade is going to probably involve at least two other teams that you're probably going to have to either directly or indirectly use another roster and other players to work the exact magic that you want to get from you know trading Juan Soto. Because there's no team, Yankees, Blue Jays, anyone else, that exactly matches up with what the Padres need. So even if they do trade Juan Soto, it's probably just the first leg of other deals that they'll then have to make to try to actually fill their holes for 2024. Yeah, there's going to be – expect a flurry of of moves. I think if you got back a big package from the Yankees, I don't know that all of those guys are going to be in your system I agree. in 48 hours. You know, So there's a lot AJ can do. This is typically where he shines. Somebody made the point this this morning. I can't remember where I saw it, but they said maybe we lose this offseason and then we win in the regular season because <laughs> we're so used to winning the offseason and then losing in the regular season. We flip it on its uh, its ear. But if we if we lost the offseason – those projections are what it would look like, and it doesn't doesn't look really really well. I, yeah, there's somebody in the chat saying, you know, every team cares about projections, numbers, predictions. I get it. I totally get it. They're not always the most Partners accurate. Had phenomenal projections we had, last we year. We had phenomenal. And and That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, um, you know, just just kind of take it. I'm not going to say take it with a grain of salt because teams look at that, agents look at that. Um, they they value those. I don't not value them, but. You know, I look at that and go, okay, well, it's, there's a lot of what-ifs in there, as there usually is. One other baseball note, uh, congratulations to former manager Jim Leland, who yesterday was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame by the Contemporary Era Committee. Got 15 of 16 votes. You need at least 13 to get in. I believe uh, Lou Pinella fell one vote short. That's got to be a tough Two pill years to in swallow. A row, man. Yeah, uh, Not getting in, but Jim Leland, famous for... 
managing, uh, let's see, the Detroit Tigers. Pittsburgh Pirates. Won the uh, World Series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, correct? And win with the Pirates? I think he won. 19... Did he? Did he win one? No, I don't think he did. He didn't win one. <clears throat> he... No, he was he was there after, wasn't he? Well, that's a good question. I think he has one World he Series title. He won with title. the Marlins. Oh, he won with the Marlins. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. And he smoked a lot of cigarettes along the way. He did love the, the heater, man. He loved the heater. Uh, he is going to go into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame next summer. 1997. Yep, 97. Or is it this summer, Woods? Which Is he going into the Hall of Fame this summer or next summer? Uh, next summer. Next summer. No, this summer. <laughs> no, this summer. <laughs> Even I forget my bit. You can't do this again. Yeah, no, let's not, I think let's we not just, go down that road. I think road. we ruined the day of just about every listener on Friday morning. They'll have... Um, Got to keep them honest sometimes. They'll, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously, I think January is when they release the vote of the the main player balloting and, and who gets in this year. But that uh, that was one announcement that they got over the weekend. Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Uh, Jim Leland, alive or dead? Alive. Alive. Yeah, I did got not the call know that from his, uh, he was I did not see sitting the... there with his uh, his youngish looking wife and got the call Atta from boy. the committee and burst into tears. And I missed uh, the video entirely. Yeah, no, no they posted they posted I, a video on pictures of Jim Leland getting the call. I did have to go look it up if he was uh, still with You us. do wonder, after all those cigarettes that he smoked, yeah. you know, going, but hey, uh, he is still with us and hopefully will still be with us this summer when he gets to enjoy yep. the... Um, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies it. in Cooperstown. All right, bottom of the hour, we're going to go out to Nashville, Tennessee next, get our first update of a week-long series of updates from Sam Levitt. He will set the table for us, set the scene, as it were, at the Opryland Resort, where this year's winter meetings are being held. He's our man on the scene. Uh, we'll get our first update from Sam Levitt coming up. thought you were going to say it again. The Beast of the Belly. In the Beast of the Belly. The <laughs> Opryland Hotel in Nashville next on 97.3 The Fan. Who knows? We may get some breaking news from Sam Levitt when he joins us in just a moment. I'm curious, though, about the actual venue for the winter meetings. This, it's uh, a big hotel. This opera- well, I know, but I just saw a video of Sam. He looks like he's in a tropical jungle. Yeah. But he's in Nashville, Tennessee, not in a tropical jungle. Yeah, they do it inside. They make it. Uh, you'd be surprised to know that the Gaylord Hotel that I stayed at last year wasn't actually the North Pole. You can bring stuff in to make it look like that. Those places, uh, those places like cavernous. Yeah, it's you, huge. Yeah, it's very, very big. All right, Sammy Levitt standing by. He's going to join us from the winter meetings right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, he flew out yesterday. Well, first we saw him at our holiday party on Saturday. We did. And then he flew out yesterday, arrived safely in Nashville, Checked in and is joining us now. Will be with uh, us and all of the shows all week long from the baseball winter meetings 2023. Sam Levitt, Padres pre and post game show host, is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Sammy, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Greetings from Nashville, Tennessee, the Opryland Hotel. It is buzzing already here on this Monday morning. All right, give it to us, man. Who have you uh, Who have you seen this morning so far? 
Oh, I've, I've seen everybody already. I, I felt like I saw tons of people last night uh, that were hanging out and, and enjoying the evening here at the Opera Land, but uh, just passed by Ken Rosenthal a few minutes ago, have all the, the different sets, MLB Network, we have uh, the Mets TV station, Sportsnet in Toronto, you name it. Everybody's out here getting their interviews and all the different reporters, Bob Nightingale and oh. Joel Sherman. You You name it, you'll see them during the course of the winter meetings. And uh, I heard you before I came on talking about the venue. It is a really interesting setup, and I would say quite different than being at the Grand Hyatt in San Diego where everything is confined to, what was it, three floors? And you pretty much knew where you were going. This place is absolutely massive, and you have no idea where you're going. Last night I got totally lost. In fact, it was around midnight last night, and I wanted a snack. Okay, I'm a late-night snack guy. I was shocked. I was walking around in circles. I could not find, like, a little convenience store in here to get a snack. So I guess that doesn't exist, but it is, it is massive. Um, it's hard to figure out. There's stuff all over the place. So uh, it, it's a different experience here at the Opera Land in Nashville. Very beautiful, and with the Christmas trees and the lights and everything, but um, it's, uh, I, I don't think in the next few days I will get any closer to figuring out where anything is and how to get anywhere. Sam, obviously breaking news can happen at any time, but what is actually like on the schedule that you already know you can yeah. cover over the next couple of days? Just give us kind of a, a layout. Yeah, well, there, there's formal availabilities, right? So AJ Preller will formally speak with the media today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, Mike Schilt. Uh, we'll speak with the media tomorrow, and those are our larger group settings. Hopefully, I'll be able to do a, a one-on-one with AJ and with Mike Schilt at some point in the next few days. So, formally, as far as media availability, AJ speaks every day. Mike Schilt speaks once, and then obviously there's, you know, there's just a, a ton of other interaction going on. It's this really rare opportunity where you can be walking in the hallway here and run into anyone from a player to an executive to a manager. So um, I I think it's a really interesting balance between trying to just get a feel for what's going on, talking to people uh, about certain things. And and then also, obviously they have the the daily availability. So for example, AJ Preller talks today, I think it's about 2 PM Pacific time. So, you know, we'll see. And I think I'll talk to Gwyn and Chris shortly after that and, and tell you what exactly AJ said. And obviously with the Padres right now, there's uh, a lot of different elements to consider about what's going on here at the winter meeting. Yeah, no question. Talking to Sammy Levitt here on Ben and Woods this morning, and there's a there's a, a bit of a uh, I would say a rumor, if you will. Bob Nightingale kind of alluded to it in his in a little blurb that I saw from him yesterday. Essentially, uh-huh. essentially, and this is what I would you can ask AJ whatever you want, but what I would ask him is. AJ, is there any truth to the rumor that you can't do anything and ownership told you that you need to go out and trade Juan Soto before you do anything else? Essentially what it says is, let's face it, they're a mess. They were the most underachieving team in baseball history, that could be argued, last year, and have no choice but to slash payroll. They were hoping to keep Juan Soto at least until the trade deadline this summer, but, quote, ownership said no. That is interesting to me. So we are then to ascertain from that blurb that ownership has said you must trade Juan Soto if you want to make any moves. 
That's an interesting part to me. And I don't know if it's conjecture. I don't know if there's truth behind right. that, but certainly something. Do you get that sense at all from, from the San well, Diego Padres? I mean, well, I'll tell you the sense I have here at the meetings and talking to people last night and here this morning. I mean, there's a pretty wide consensus that the Padres are going to trade Juan Soto, right? And yep. I've heard the Toronto Blue Jays name mentioned a bunch, and I think there's a lot of thought to how Shohei Otani, when and where he signs, how that could impact things. I'll tell you that like a, a lot of people are talking about the Blue Jays, um, which I think we sort of knew, but it's it's been sort of reiterated to me as I talk to different people around here. So, you know, look, as far as, you know, the ultimatum type part of it, um, you know, I, I don't know without, without you know, obviously asking AJ, and we'll see what, what you know, answers he has over here uh, over the next few days. But I'll say this would be, it's certainly, and this is no secret based on what's come out you know, over the last few weeks, look, there certainly does seem to be a pretty wide consensus that they are going to move Juan Soto at some point uh, during the meetings or after the meetings. I will also say that in some conversations I had, you know, there was also, a, but you never know, right? It, it is AJ Preller yeah. and it is the Padres. So I, I will say it, it sort of felt to me last night and this morning, like while everybody's pretty sure based on the payroll number and based on the situation and what the Padres need, that they have to move Juan Soto, that there is like this little sliver of the other part of it, which is, huh, could A.J. Preller be creative enough to, to figure it out? And, and, you know, deep down, does he really want to trade Juan Soto? And I think, you know, we can probably safely say the answer to that is no. But it, it is interesting because I did feel like, you know, people were going just a little bit short of saying absolutely, absolutely they're going to trade him because I, I just feel like people, people around here have – um, have the mindset with the Padres, just like last year when they signed Xander Bogarts out of nowhere, that you never know, right? So I guess if you're a Padres fan and and hoping that they can keep him, I guess you're going to hold on to that that sliver of hope here until you get you know further news, obviously. I mean, do you want to be the GM that trades Juan Soto, number one? Do you want to be uh, Eric Atsenda in his first, what, two weeks on the job? That's That's how you're going to start your tenure, by trading Juan Soto. Uh, off of your club, so I don't know. I mean, those are those are things that I I lie in bed thinking about at night, like p- pulling the trigger on those deals. Well, I mean, we act like AJ is all about the acquisitions all the time, but when he first started, he was, you know, he sold off a lot of those pieces that he bought right away, and then some, you know, in 2015 and 2016, he's gone through. He's he's gone through trading big stars before for prospects. Uh, he's done it a couple of times in his history. We're not, talking not to, like this. Not, well, not a star like Juan Soto, but <laughs> right. no one has a star like Juan Soto to trade, uh, unless you were the Washington Nationals a couple of years ago. Sam, we talked a little bit earlier about the game element of this as well. That there are leaks and there are purposes for these leaks, and who knows? Maybe even you will be used at some point during this yes. this time in in Nashville. Because it behooves other teams to try to act like the Padres are desperate and the pressure is on them and they're not getting the kind of offers they want to see if they can get AJ to bite maybe on, you know, taking less back for Juan Soto. It behooves the Padres to, 
you know, drum up more interest and say, wow, I mean, we're getting overwhelmed with great offers and you better come with even more prospects than you thought. And this game is played oftentimes through the media, through these leaks. Uh, do you observe kind of what's going on there at the winter meetings and, and how the media gets used in all this? You know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know if I observe how they get used as far as, you know, what information is being put out, who's talking to who. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't know reporter by reporter. Um, you know, what, what I will say, Ben, to your point on, you know, the, the pressure part of it with the Padres, look, I, I think it's very easy to look at this situation and be like, oh, well, the Padres have no option, right? They have to trade Juan Soto. I mean, I, I really don't view it that way. I mean, there there are other options. You can get potentially a little bit more creative, or you could elect to spend the whatever ten to fifteen million dollars you have in whatever way you can, and you keep Juan Soto, and your pitching staff is what it is. I don't know that you know that that is what we'd recommend as you know as you guys as fans and and what people want. But um, there are other options, and and as far as the you know, kind of the, the leaks and, and, you know, desperation part of it, things like that. I would also say, and this is just my opinion, that while I'm sure there might be a lot of pressure on the Padres, you know, I also think there's a lot of pressure on the Yankees. No doubt. The Blue Jays. They, no the Yankees doubt. have not. Guys, the Yankees have not been in a World Series since 2009. It's a long time ago. So there's a lot of pressure on them. The Blue Jays have a core with Guerrero and Bichette and others that, you know, in a couple of years, they could all be gone. Yeah, they haven't done anything with that core yet that everybody thought, Sammy, every year they are, they're like, it's like the Chargers. They're like, oh, this is the year. They are going to break through and watch out when they do, and it just hasn't happened yet. Right, right. So I I would say as far as, you know, however you want to pair it, the leaks and, you know, this idea that the Padres are desperate, look, there, there may be truth to that, but I also think it's important to remember the pressure that is on some of these teams that have been linked to Juan Soto. And, you know, I don't think it's a crazy idea for A.J. Preller and the Padres, you know, to, to play that pressure against yes. those teams because I, I it's a different kind of pressure than having to tr- potentially trade a guy for essentially payroll purposes. But, man, the, the pressure to me on those two organizations in particular is very, very high right now. And, if I were those general managers, I'd also, you know, be looking to acquire a guy like Juan Soto, even if it cost me a little bit more than, you know, what I wanted to give up. So, uh, again, the, the whole situation is is interesting, and uh, we'll see how it how it all plays out here over the next few days, if it plays out at all. So, Sam, will you actually like get to leave the hotel and and go and? <laughs> Get some hot chicken or, or see some music on I'm Broadway. Obsessed with hot chicken. Well, All right, so, this is like your prison for the next few days because it's too it's too difficult to escape the the giant hotel that is the Opryland. So I will say pretty confidently that I do not think I will see the outside world until about Wednesday <laughs> when I am. Now I'm staying here until Saturday. I have a bunch of work for the Nashville Sound, so I'm staying with one of my friends, and I'll enjoy Nashville well, that's a little bit smart. more probably. Thursday, Friday, into Saturday. Wait, but, you're you're staying uh, there the whole trip? I am staying. I will be here till Saturday. No, no. I'm not staying at the Opryland. I the, no the, the the company paying for my lodging only lasts a few days. He's staying then I'll at Opryland for the, there. I got it. Okay, then you because I thought. All right, question. You have to ask answer honestly. Did Adam ask you to just stay with your buddy the entire time? 
<laughs> no. Don't lie to me, <laughs> no. Sammy. Don't no, lie to I, me. I brought, in fact, in, in fact, I'll say this. Adam was the one who came up with the original idea to stay here at the Opryland, which is something I probably wouldn't have done on my own, but it is very convenient because you, you know, you walk from your room to anywhere else you want to go. So I, in all honesty, Adam booked the room. I think he did it without even asking me and said, wow. you're set. Playing so favorites. So, so you're saying Adam, yes. Adam plays favorites and you're, you are now his favorite. Honestly, I, I mean, to well, get in and out of that hotel and the expense of the Ubers and everything, I think he's just being smart and realizing that in the long run, saving money. you're probably saving some money by staying there anyway. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. You probably are. No Ubers and yeah, a lot of things covered. And no, I, I've been I've been very popular as of late. I've got the spring training Airbnb all set up. Price oh. is great, so everything is good That's right nice. now yeah. in uh, in my Odyssey world. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. We're still nickel and diming <laughs> our way with management. It's fine though. It's good. It's fine. It's no big deal. We're good. We we'll get it done. Maybe Sammy will just let us stay with him when we come to spring training. You got a one bedroom. We got a bunch don't, of couches. Hey, what's, hey, what's going don't, on? Don't give Adam any ideas. <laughs> Can you guys just crash with Sammy? It's not he's that big a, couch. a deal. He's got a couple of extra spots. Sleeping bags on the there's floor. A, there's a cot in there. You'll one one be, bathroom. You'll be fine. <laughs> I love it. You're the best, dude. Have fun out there and uh, say hello to our pals if you see them out there. And uh, yeah. Just uh, kick some ass. I know you will. And uh, text us any info that you get. All right? I will. Right, I will. Yeah, I saw your. Uh, I saw the uh, Cespedes BBQ guys, so I said hello to them last night for you. And uh, I'm sure plenty of others would love to see you here as well. So I will, uh, I'll be spreading the uh, Tier 1 joy around the Opryland the next few days. Absolutely. Sammy will not be a stranger, by the way, to these airwaves. Uh, you'll hear him throughout the day, anytime news breaks, on all the shows, with us every day this week uh, until the winter meetings are over. So we'll get lots of Sam Levitt, which is a good thing, uh, this week from baseball's winter meetings in Nashville. Because if Adam's going to pay, he's going to get his money's worth oh, out of Sam while he's out there. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. We'll Cheers talk here. to Sammy tomorrow morning, um, and you'll hear from him later today with uh, Coach Gwyn and Chris. As he said, he'll talk to A.J., at about 2 o'clock, he thinks, today. Okay. And, you know, knowing AJ, not going to say much. Not going to get much. Not going to say much unless, uh, you know, a big deal goes down before 2 o'clock. But otherwise, it's going to be a lot of, you know, yeses and nos and maybes and options open and talking to people and not a lot of details or specifics Morning, about hey. what the Padres are doing at the winter meetings Correct. in Nashville. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of specifics there. But uh, you can't – got to imagine – that AJ's probably not super happy about all the the names being leaked to the New York media. He might know. be leaking yeah, some of yeah, them. Yeah, he could be. You know, he he's not above you know playing that game as well. If it serves his purpose. Remember when he tried to get me to leak something for him? Remember that? Oh yeah. It's, remember that? It's oh, yeah. Right first, outside of our I little do. room. Yeah. Well, you think that's what he was doing? Well, it has to. He be. didn't specifically say. He that. didn't say, "Hey, I'm going to use you to leak this." That's right. not what they do. They make you. They bring you in. They just make you feel plant comfortable. Plant a seed. They plant a seed, and then they want to see if you run with it. I think he was testing me. It was Francisco Lindor. He looked at me dead in the eye and goes, sort of been, uh, Did you pass the test or yeah, did you fail it. the test? No, I passed it. Maybe he wanted you to get that out there. Well, then I and failed. you didn't, and you failed yeah, the test. I think he was testing me personally to see if he could trust me, and he can. Because he looked at me dead in the eye and goes, just wait. Or maybe he was like, I'm going to use this guy to spread all kinds of leaks. Oh, wait, he won't actually tell anyone? <laughs> Never mind, I'm not yeah. talking to Woods ever again. That's true. He needs to let me know what he needs from me, because I'll help him. Yeah, just be specific. Be specific. But he looked at me dead in the eye and goes... When you see what happens when I go get Francisco Lindor, I was. Whoa. He, had a, 
He had a very large gleam in his he eyes. He had a, he such a gleam in his eyes. You're talking about eye. how fun, uh, the, the energy with yeah. Tatis, Machado. Yeah. Like, New manager, like it was just good energy. It's great, we, we, gotta, we love the roster that you're putting together. And then uh, he goes, Yeah, just wait till uh, wait and see what it'll look like with Francisco with, with Frankie Lindori. Walks away, walks away, and you, you just turn around, like, Did, did anybody he else just, hear that? Oh anybody? my god, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> he, of course, did not go on nope. and acquire Francisco Lindor, yep, went to the Mets instead, Correct. where he had a not great first season, but bounced back yeah. with a, a pretty good, decent year it's good next player. year. It's really, really good Which player. is good, you know, telling with Xander Bogarts. Keep in mind, yep. whatever season he had, and you can you can judge it however you want the first year, does not make for the entirety of Xander Bogarts' tenure with the San Diego Padres. Not at all. It could be spectacular. It could be disappointing. We are far from knowing exactly how that long-term deal is going to turn out. And I'm excited, man. Winter meetings are, are exciting stuff, and... I uh, just wonder who's gonna who's gonna come off the books, and I, I expect you're gonna see a lot more deals like you saw overnight with the uh, Jared Kelenic deal going to the Braves. You know the Braves, Braves seemingly are, are always able to work some really really beneficial deals to them, but um, they did send money back to the Mariners. Mariners getting rid of some players. Shedding a little payroll, so we'll see what that means. Don't forget, stay tuned. Listen to hear your name called at nine fifteen on our biggest fan contest. We got another week here for your chance to win a night in the Odyssey Suite with friends, family, and ninety seven three. The fans host next year the biggest fan contest presented by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslacks dot com. First, though, a Rindle report. Polly's got some headlines, some bar deals, and more coming up next year on ninety seven three. The fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 